it's not about if a recession will hit, it's about when, when a recession absolutely. will hit. Rethink what you're doing right now and how can I ready myself in case that happens. If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are Metal Working Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news, and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts. Business owners, metalworking experts, and guys who get dirty on the factory floor, Jim Carr and Jason Zanger. Now, let's make some chips. Hello, Metalworking Nation. I'm Jason Zanger, and welcome to episode three of Making Chips. I'd like to welcome my friend, co-host, and the recession-proof Jim Carr. Hey, Jason. What's up? Jim, what's Making Chips? Making Ships is a, a podcast that you and I decided we were going to deliver to uh, help our peers within this manufacturing community, just like an outreach to our, our, our friends and, and people that are living the life every day. Just thought we'd share um, what we've learned and our experiences as we move along day to day. We, we talked about this about 11 months ago getting this together and I'm happy to say that this is our third episode and it's fun to be here and uh, conversating with you today. Yeah, we've gotten really good feedback so we're, we're really excited that everybody everybody else is excited about making chips. So let's get into it. Do you remember the last recession? I, I, re I remember the last five recessions but I distinctly remember the last one. It was, it was not a fun one. It was rough. It was it, rough. It was tough. And I think that the entire metalworking nation, everybody that listens to making chips, would really benefit from having a conversation about the recession, understanding what to do before a recession hits, and what to do during it. Um, I, I think there's no arguing that it's not about if a recession will hit, it's about when, when a recession absolutely. will hit. Yeah. I mean, you never know. I mean, I've been, like I said, I've been through at least five that I can remember. And, you know, they might come every seven years, they might come every two years, they might come every three months. We just absolutely don't know. Let's hope it's not every two years or every three months, but there is, there is a trend. There is a I don't, trend. I don't know exactly what it is in years. It's probably closer to seven, but it's still something that we should definitely um, be cognizant of. Absolutely. Could not agree with you more. I and I, I just want to say that a, a, a slight disclaimer, what I'm trying to do here is I'm trying to, and Jason as well, we're not trying to tell everybody that this is the business model that they should set up for. This is just the experiences that we have had over the last, for me, over three decades within this manufacturing community. I, I just want to share with you what I've learned from the recessions that I've lived through and what I think is appropriate for manufacturers like people to get themselves through the next one. Absolutely. And I started in this business a little over 15 years ago, and I feel like I started pretty much right before recession, and, and, and there's been a couple since then. So um, I feel like that's been a part of my career from day one, and it's definitely shaped me as a business person. Absolutely. It absolutely has shaped me as well. So do you have any manufacturing news? I do. I was just reading um, an article on Google News that German, ironically enough, Germany may be slipping into a, a minor reception, recession right now. 
their August output slumped about 4%, the worst since January 2009. So does, is that relevant to U.S. manufacturing? It, yeah, it could be. Is Germany going to go into a recession? Who knows? They say that it might happen next year. Shoulda, woulda, coulda, who knows what's going to happen. The thing is that they're talking about it. They're readying themselves for the next recession in some regard. Yeah, I, I believe that they are. I, I have German heritage in my blood, so, and I know that, um, you know, you do. I do. And, and I think that, you know, the German people are very, you know, have that engineering part of their demeanor and they, um, they're very preparatory people, I think. And they're top and, you know, tier, I, they're top tiered manufacturers. They are. And, and I think that we could take some lessons from that and we can learn that, um, you know, we need to prepare for when the recession hits. So yeah. that's what we're going to talk about today. So, so do you think we're headed for a, another dreaded recession? Yes. Okay. I don't know when it's going to be. Okay. <laughs> I hope it's not soon, but yeah. it's going to happen. You know, um, if you listen to economists, um, I haven't listened to economists recently about exactly when it's going to be, but um, I understand that it's going to be by, and, and don't, you know, don't quote me on this. It could be sooner, it could be later, but they're saying, you know, 20, there's going to be one around 2019. So, and that's, okay. you know, I don't know, this year flew by and we're going to be closer to 2019 you're closer to it sooner than we think. And, you know, it could be 2015. You know, that's just what I heard from an economist uh, not too long ago. I hope you're right at the 2019 number because I, personally, my personal feeling is there's at least three more good years until we hit it. But who who knows? It, it, it could come in, you know, 18 months. It all depends on who you talk to. Absolutely. So we've got seven points for our listeners to consider before the recession hits. So this is not what to do during the recession. This is what you should be doing now. So the first one is to look at your customer base. So is your customer base one specific industry or are you diversified among different customer bases? Tough, tough one. That, that is first a tough off, one. It's very tough. For a small manufacturer that relies so heavily on one particular industry or customer base, it's hard, and let me tell you, I was stuck in that for a long time, and I realized it. But you know, when when your number one customer from that one particular industry is feeding you all that work, it's hard to say, oh, I need to go out and I need to diversify my product offerings. When you're at ninety percent capacity in your shop, and people are telling you, oh, you better diversify because when the recession hits, you're going to be screwed. So again, you're absolutely right. It's very important to have a, a well-diversified customer base to be more recession-proof when it does eventually come. But again, that's a tough one to, to um, manage. Absolutely. And, you know, understanding that there's some manufacturing companies that they specialize in that particular industry. I have a um, good friend that specializes in a particular industry, and, you know, he, go, he, he goes through the highs and he goes through the lows according to that particular industry. And um, he, being a wise business owner, he's, he's looking to diversify himself. Now, um, he's looking to diversify himself through acquisition. Um, so looking at... Interesting. Yeah, looking at different yeah. industries that, you, that, that he can maintain the same levels of production and and also the same size parts and saying, you know, can I take my expertise in manufacturing for this industry and then take it to this other industry? Yeah. So what else you got on that list? Okay. Number two is going to be maintaining proper overhead. So I'll, I'll start with this. So when, when I first started in the business, my, my father was 
he really drilled into me not to have an ego when it comes to having this great big building because um, he had seen manufacturing companies that built these you know the Taj Mahal of factories and you know they they put up a um, statue to the founder and they just had you know these just great buildings that were more more ego than they were necessary now I'm not saying that you shouldn't do you shouldn't have a nice entryway you shouldn't purchase that new building but what I'm saying is do that strategically so are you at a capacity where you need a new building then you need to start looking at a new building but don't do it just to feed your ego right do your customers require you to acquire that new piece of capital equipment do, do your are your customers telling you almost literally you need another 20,000 square feet if the customer is telling you what to do and you have a good relationship with that customer and you feel that they're being sincere and you've been working with them long enough that they're telling you something true and authentic, then I would go ahead and do that. Yeah, but it, it, absolutely, you cannot do it to feed an ego and other things. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that I'm sure we're going to touch on. There, there's some industries that you need to have a different presentation in your facilities than you would for other industries. So, you know, I know in the medical industry that you're going to have a different type of buyer that's going to expect um, a different presentation when when they come in than you would for say like a like a job shop. So you just need to be cognizant of are you um, are you are you doing this for the right reasons? So. The third point to look at before the recession hits, so this is not, once again, this is not after you're already in a recession, this is what you should be doing right this now. This is just like readying themselves for it. Exactly. Just, just to rethink what you're doing right now and how, how can I ready myself in case that happens. Right. So the third point is review your debt. So look at your current debt and say to yourself, what was my return on this debt? So did I make good use of this loan? Did I make good use of this capital equipment? And in most cases, you probably can't do anything about that now, but you can learn from it. With regard to loan and debt, you know, one, one thing that my father always taught me is keep it low, keep your shop lean, don't take on too much debt, either low or none, as a matter of fact. But what what I would do is I would... As you move through the years and the recession has not come yet, I would look at your, your loans and maybe try and renegotiate them down a little bit. Always be conscious of, you know, what, what percentage of money do you have out there? What, what is the rate on this loan? Can I get it lower? Um, what about my rent? Is there anything I can do? Maybe my landlord will let me reduce my rent. It, it's all getting that, you know, done. Okay, the fourth point is going is, is related to reviewing your debt is being strategic about your purchase of capital equipment. So when you're ready to make a, um, a purchase of capital equipment, measure your return on investment. Don't buy a $200,000 machine tool if the customer is not asking for it. Is that what, is that what you yeah, mean? And, Be a little and, bit more specific. Yeah, so yeah. don't buy a machine tool just for a write-off. Absolutely, just because they're taking away that or just because it's, they say it's going to go away, that tax write-off is at the beginning of the year, I would not buy a machine just because of the write-off. They always say, only buy a machine if you need to absolutely buy a machine. Yeah, so one of the reasons that you might need to buy a machine is to stay innovative. So 
one of the reasons that the American manufacturing industry is so successful is because we are innovative, and I think we need to maintain being innovative, but we need to be smart about it. So we need to um, be able to measure that ROI that the latest equipment is actually going to deliver something to us that we didn't have before. And I, I think that the other thing you need to do, look at is, you know, um, should you pay cash or should you get a loan? There's a lot of different theories about whether you should be able to pay cash or get a loan. I think that it's very hard to pay cash for a piece of capital equipment. It de again, it's all, you know, it all depends on the, on the business. Yeah, and measuring your, R your return. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Number five, does your company provide a critical part or service that is recession-proof? So you need to understand, is what I'm doing recession-proof? So is this service that I can, can my customer base do without this particular service? Like the medical industry. At, sure. At the end of the day, the, the, the medical industry is really recession The food industry is recession-proof, pretty much. Yeah, I because mean... People that, are not going to stop eating. They're not going to stop eating. And, and we're actually jumping ahead to point number six, but I would say... That's, that's, yeah, that's, it, that's how talking about your things. customer base is very, very important. It is. But, you know, when, when I talk about, like, is your service or is your part, you know, recession-proof, um, this could be if you're in the metalworking industry, maybe you're a, maybe you're a coder or maybe um, you're in some other service to the metalworking industry where they could in-house that service. And you need to, to make sure what that you understand. What do you mean by that, in-house service? Give, give us an example of that, Jason. Okay, so maybe parts cleaning. So oh, you okay. might you might send out somebody might be a, a parts cleaner for the metalworking industry, and you know, can your customer take that service in house when they have you know capacity with their employees? Got it. Good example. So number six, Jim already talked about this. Is is your customer base recession proof, or all, are they vulnerable? Jim, you brought up two really good industries, the medical industry, I mean, people are going to continue to hurt themselves yep. and people are going to continue to eat. So, um, And people are going to continue to get old. The baby boomers are going into their 60s and 70s right now. There's a lot of them out there. They are getting sick. They're getting ill. And there, there's a lot of need for medical devices and paraphernalia. And plants, everything. It, everything, it's huge. absolutely. And then number seven... Is what you do proprietary or are the parts or services proprietary or will your customers be looking to lower their costs by bidding out your work? So most of the manufacturing companies that I know are job shops and they do deal with the constant quoting and bidding of jobs. And you need to really be honest about who you are and say, are my customers going to be bidding out this work once the recession hits or is what I'm doing so specialized? Yeah, yeah. yeah and it, it could, yeah, it could be something that you've been working on with the end user for years in order right. to perfect those parts. And in that case, they probably aren't going to be able to go to anybody else when that recession hits. So you need to be honest about the type of parts that you make. So Jim, is there any other points that you want to make to our listeners? Well, yeah, uh, again, what what I want to reiterate to all of our manufacturing listeners is, you know, we're not telling you what to do. What we're doing is Jason and I are just sharing our experiences that we have been through during the last few recessions. We want you to be cognizant of the fact that there eventually will be a recession. How deep, how strong, how hard, how wide, it's going to be... No one knows. If we had that crystal ball, it, we, it would be brilliant, but we just We'd don't have that. So just some bullets that I want to leave you with and think about on your day-to-day -day 
as you're preparing for the dreaded recession is try and set up your facility with a lean modeling, a, a lean culture. And what that means to you, I, I don't know, but I, I want you to think lean. It doesn't have to be comprehensive. I want you to think about diversifying your customer, customer base for, you know, if it's just one or two or three additional industries that you're adding on, fine. Think about your debt. Absolutely. Do you really want to take on a new quarter million, half million dollar debt to buy that new building, to buy that new machine, whatever it is, to buy that new technology? And, and try and manage your overhead through a lot of different ways that I'm sure Jason and I are going to talk about in a future podcast. And, and watch your purchasing. Just be cognizant of how much you're spending. Absolutely. Well, I think that that wraps up this episode of what to do before a recession, which, um, like Jim and I have been saying, think about it now. So let's move on to metalworking tools. So a tool that I saw a demo of just recently, which which I thought was, was really exciting, was a new chuck system from Hindbook, which I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I, they are a German company, so... You know, uh, yeah, I'm going to spell it for you. H-A-I-N-B-U-C-H. So what this Hindbook Chuck system allows you to do is, is allows you to go from OD to ID to three-jaw clamping in a matter of seconds without any kind of readjustment. So this wraps up this episode of Making Chips. Yeah, another one. Another Congratulations. One, another one in the bank. Yeah. We will see you all for the next episode where we're going to talk about what to do during the recession. Let us know how we're doing, where you want us to go with this. We're here for you. We're here to equip you and help you make better manufacturing and executive decisions. Thanks for listening. This podcast exists to improve the manufacturing industry. We want to hear from you, the owners, managers, leaders, and engineers from the metalworking nation. What ideas do you want to share and what keeps you up at night? We want you to take something away from this podcast that you can use to improve your company, your team, and yourself. So let us know what you want to hear, and we'll see you next time on Making Chips. That's, that's part of the problem we're having in my shop right now. It's all set up. How do we hold the part quickly? Siri, I, I, I really want you to let, I want to see that stuff that you're right, talking I'm about. I'm going to come out and see you soon. Yeah, I, I hope so. Um, but, you know, the, this is, could be another podcast, but it's, it, it's all about how quickly we can take that part, hold it in the machine, mach pick it up, and machine it. It's all about that speed and accuracy.